Thank you for checking out another episode of the Franchise Academy. This is a place to come to know or get to learn everything you want to know about franchising, how to buy a franchise, how to sell a franchise, how to turn your business into a franchise. So today we have a great episode and something a little bit different. We are talking with Men in Kilts, which was a franchise started in 2002 in uh, Vancouver and started by a Scotsman who had hand-sewn kilts to put a visual on the otherwise pretty faceless and mundane window cleaning business. Now Men in Kilts is growing into an international franchise. So we're going to speak with Chris Carrier, who's involved with Men in Kilts in Canada, and also Mark Kaczynski, who is the CEO and founder or co-founder of MadePro, uh, a residential cleaning franchise, in addition to FlyFo, which is outdoor mosquito and insect extermination. They're adding this to their portfolio in the United States. Uh, so stay tuned. Got a great episode, a lot of insight, especially for those looking for a great franchise and those wanting to learn how to acquire an entire franchise as Mark and his team has done. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. We are um, broadcasting live and we are in... I'm based in Long Island, and we've got some people that I'm bringing on in Boston and also in Canada. So we're really, really excited about this episode with Men in Kilts is uh, the, the brand that we're bringing to you today. This is really a relatively new franchise to the United States, but they've been in Canada for a while. So we have Chris Carrier with us, who is the CEO in Canada, and we have Mark Mark, you know I'm going to get your name wrong, but it's Kushins. <laughs> I'm letting you screw it up. All right. Kushinsky. Kushinsky. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> then Mark is the CEO for the, the American franchise end of Men in Kilt. So welcome, gentlemen. Great welcome, to be Tom. here. Thanks for having us, Tom. Oh, my pleasure. So, Chris, how long have you been now with Men in Kilts? Well, Tom, I started with Men in Kilts as a franchisee. In fact, I was the third one into the system. That was 2012. Things went really good, and I actually became the CEO of Men in Kilts in 2015, in fact. So we've been donning kilts and rocking the kilts for quite a while now. I love it. I love it. Mark, um, what's your take on, on the concept? I mean, exactly what is it? What do you guys do? Well, Men in Kilts really provides four core services, particularly in the United States. One is, is window cleaning, exterior window cleaning and interior, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, and house washing. Those are the four core services. And, and we got involved because we, we just love the brand. I mean, the brand is fantastic. I don't know if, Chris, if the video can flip to Chris. He's, he's sporting a kilt. You might. There we go. How about that? We're killing. Right. Now he, <laughs> Chris is wearing the kilt. 
mainly because I would be wearing the kilt, but uh, he has a lot better legs than I do. So I just figured let him, you know, throw that off. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God for that, Mark. I appreciate you doing that. Hey, no problem. <laughs> Taking one for the team. That's great. Uh, so Chris, since you're the, you have the most, most length in this franchise, why kilts? Well, what is that all about? Well, our, our, our brand really started when Nicholas Brand, that's actually his real last name, Brand, wanted to start a window cleaning business. He did, and his wife said to him, you know what, you should wear your kilt. You're Scottish. So he threw on the kilt. He went out into the communities, and people were taking his picture everywhere he went. They were talking about him. And the brand was an instant overnight success as far as people talking and sharing the brand. And that's one of the most difficult things with any new business is getting your name out there. For us, all we need to do is show up. You know, brilliant. It's so simple. It reminds me of how brilliant, like, you know, wrapped cars are. It's a moving, uh, you know, you, you can't not watch it. You know what I mean? And that's what those kilts do. And I just absolutely love that. So up in Canada... When was this whole thing founded and, and how many units do you have now? So Nicholas actually started in 2002, but he was just operating as an independent operator. And in 2011 is when the business was franchised by Tressa Wood, formerly of 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Uh, she saw the power of the brand. She saw that it was a franchisable model. So she set to work developing the systems and the structure to franchise the business in 2015, when I uh, joined the organization, or when I, was, when I became the CEO of Men & Kilts, uh, we were about, about 12 operations in Canada. We're currently around 15 in Canada, 19 when you, when you add additional offices. And in the U.S., we're just getting started. We've got two franchise locations in the U.S. right now. Awesome. Mark, where, where are the two locations? One is just outside of Boston, and the other is in Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, nice. So quick, just a, a quick background. So Mark uh, is the CEO and a co-founder of MadePro, which, which is a really big franchise in the United States that does residential cleaning services. And they launched last year FlyFo, which is outdoor pest control, two magnificent businesses. And now this is a cool third add-on hitting that same homeowner right where they live, literally and figuratively. Yeah, it's a, it's a great brand. We love the concept. It's, it's, it's obviously a huge need in the marketplace. And it, you know, it allows people to, to start a business, I would say, you know, relatively inexpensively and, you know, get going on something that's obviously in demand. So it's, it's a, it's a fan, fantastic business brand. We love it. And, and, and it's four revenue streams. Is that right? There, there are, yeah, from the window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and pressure washing and house washing. So I think in Canada, they do some snow removal as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a really great point, Mark. Uh, we do snow removal in the wintertime in Canada, but really important to note that there's no surprise as to what's under the kilt in the wintertime. It's long underwear, for sure. <laughs> Especially up there in Canada. So, Chris... Tell me about the, the appliances that you use, because it's, it's not just a wet-dry vac that you guys use. It's, it's a little bit more. Explain that. 
You're referring to gutter cleaning and gutter cleaning. These industrial vacuums that are basically along with uh, long extension poles. So we can suck gutters out from the ground. In some of our markets, we're using cameras on those gutter vacs to make sure that the gutters are cleaned out and the workers are safe. We also use water-fed pole technology, again, a tool that is used to help keep uh, technicians safe and the work more efficient as well. What was that last thing? What kind of pole? It's a water-fed pole. So purified water is used to clean windows at heights, therefore eliminating the need for ladder climbing. Wow. So when, what's purified water? What does that mean? Do you guys come well, with it? Yeah, well, water uh, typically has sediment and, um, and particle in the water. When it dries on a piece of glass, it will leave residue spots, typically, hard water spots. So if you were to just clean your windows yourself uh, with the water out of your hose, uh, typically those windows are not going to be clean at all. With our tools, the proper brushes, proper poles, and purified water, those windows are spot-free. Oh, love that idea. It, it's window cleaning on steroids in kilts. <laughs> you can't beat that. So, Mark, you're really, really busy. Made Pro and FlyFo are just blowing up. Is, you know, I lost count of how many made pro franchises there are, but then you take on men in kilts. Why? Well, I've, I've known Chris for a number of years and I've always just loved that brand. I mean, loved it. And so many of our made pro clients request window cleaning from us. And in a lot of our current franchisees, we've, we've have almost 300 are always asking, you know, what's next? What else can we do? And so that's where we came up, you know, with the, the idea of, hey, we should really approach Chris and try to take this in, down to the United States and try to satisfy the needs in the, in the 50 U.S. states. That's brilliant. It's such an ad. It's perfect add-on. Like, it's brilliant. I love it. If I'm a franchisee of, of Made Pro or, or Flyphone, I want to get into men in kilts. Do I operate it as a totally separate business with separate employees? What are you thinking on that, Mark? Yeah, so we do have a number of current owners, franchisees that, that operate the two different businesses. And yeah, they do operate it as two separate businesses. The technician, the kilted tech is what we call it, you know, in, uh, for men in kilts, they probably aren't cleaning homes for Made Pro. But the manager in the office might handle scheduling for both. They may be run out of the same office space. Right. But yeah, the, the, the workers are trained separately. So do you need, you know, a truck, proprietary equipment? Do you have all that going out with, with the uh, men and women in kilts? Yes, we do have very striking branded trucks. Uh, they look great. People are always taking pictures of them. In fact, it's one of the key drivers to, of consumer marketing for the business. And those trucks are fitted with, as Chris was mentioning, the, you know, the uh, gutter vacuums, and the water-fed poles, filtration systems, as well as the pressure washing equipment, all stays in the in the van. Yeah, it, it's it's a really tight business. It it, it just I, I don't know. I'm I'm speechless because I'm I'm excited about it. I didn't know that much. You know, I knew about it. I didn't know that much about it. So this is really um, something. See, the thing I like about it is that it's Amazon proof. That's the most important thing as you're starting a business right now. Is is you want something that's not going to be knocked out by an app or by Amazon. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom, actually, I've actually been in the window cleaning space for almost 30 years now. And I had my own brand. It was called Window Works at the time, which was, it was okay. But, you know, not once in 20 years did I have a customer or a passerby take my picture. As men in kilts, it literally happens every single day. And we've kind of been dubbed the, the celebrity kilted cleaners or ultimately the friendly neighborhood men in kilts everywhere we go. So, you know, I think that's a, a major a differentiator within our market is, you know, typically it's, it's chucking a truck, bobbing a bucket, and they're not branded. They're not necessarily looking to wow customers, just looking to make a couple of extra bucks. So with the men in kilts, they're literally celebrities in their marketplace and the business just kind of finds them. It's quite a nice, quite a nice change from what I'm used to in the business for so long. You know, in this Instagram culture, that whole picture taking thing, I, I mean, you can't, you can't pay for that kind of advertising with people putting that up on their Instagram and, and Facebook and all that kind of social media stuff, right? I mean, people are doing that, I assume. Yeah, absolutely. Everywhere we go, they're taking our pictures. And, you know, this could be really detrimental to a brand that doesn't just back up their great brand with quality work. Everything that we do, our real business strategy is to find a new customer, make sure they're extremely happy, and then make sure we get to come back and serve them again at their home or business and that they bring all their friends with them. And Mm. if we didn't do that, our brand could actually work against us. So we've got really stringent quality standards that our technicians on site need to meet, and then after, after service follow-ups as well to make sure that our brand is really strong and remains strong. I love that. So, Mark, as, as you're thinking about this now, as, as you're you know, essentially launching it in the United States, is this going to be commercial as well as residential? What, what do you, how do you see this working? Yeah, no, it is, it is commercial as well as residential. And it varies by markets in, in the two uh, locations we have in the, in the United States. You know, one of the markets is close to, close to 50-50 between residential. The other one's about 65-35. So, yeah, commercial properties need their windows cleaned uh, as well. And it's, it's usually high dollar transactions. And one right. thing I will say about what, what is interesting about the brand, and I don't know if Chris, he, he failed to mention this a little bit, and that is, the guys that are wearing, or women that are wearing the kilts, I, one of the things that struck me is how friendly they all were. Because you cannot hire someone to go clean windows in a kilt and have them not be a friendly person. It just comes with the territory. So, you know, that was the one thing that struck me. And so we, it is like the friendliest brand I've ever seen. You know, that's why we had a hat. I mean, it really is, it's, it's amazing. That is, yeah, you know, I did, as I think about that, I mean, I wouldn't apply for the job uh, unless I was willing to wear a kilt. And if I'm wear, willing to wear a kilt, I have to be a fun person. Exa- yes, very true. We're going to get you in a kilt. Yeah, uh, at the next franchise meeting, you can't pay me enough for that. It is a natural uh, separator of fun people. And yeah, if you look across our system, the people that work for Men in Kilts, they love attention. They'll go the extra mile to serve clients and they're always happy to have a picture taken of themselves as well. Wow. That, that is, it is a lot of fun. I know my neighbor here wears a kilt and he's just in the, he plays bagpipes for uh, an Irish 
fire uh, department band here. And when he's out, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's just an awesome thing. It's so cool to see it. And, and so that's why people are taking pictures, I guess. It's just really unlike anything else. So what are you guys doing for marketing to get customers? You know, obviously people are going to call you just because they see you, but, but just to go the extra mile, are you doing the same, Mark, are you planning on doing the same kind of things you do with Made Pro, which is, you know, award-winning marketing? Yeah, I mean, you know, clearly we've got, you know, great digital presence, whether it's pay-per-click, local, Google Local. We do a lot of, you know, billboard, radio, direct mail. You know, it's... it's Traditional, yeah. Yeah, a lot of traditional stuff. And, you know, people call. It's a very, you know, the sales process is very easy. Uh, high, very high percentage of people sign up for the service that call. You know, they, they have a need. It's a very trusted brand. Obviously, when someone shows up, they're very comfortable with, with us. You know, you don't need a little badge saying, here, here I am. I mean, someone shows up in a kilt in a big truck. <laughs> trust them immediately to clean your windows. It's really, it's really fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, the, the thing I hear from my clients that are looking at franchises, when they run into uh, MadePro, your, your other brand, they're always impressed by the digital marketing that you do. And it's not easy because it's a re- really unsexy brand as window cleaning is, but you put people in kilts. Now it's so easy to, to market it. It's really cool. Yeah, it's great. And you know, people, and one of the nice things about the business as well is I don't think a lot of people think about this, but it is, you know, we're, we're really turning it into a recurring business. So when people get their windows clean, it's not just clean them once and don't show up again. They get, you know, they sign up for twice a year window cleaning, twice a year gutter cleaning, uh, usually every year repeat power washing or house washing. So it's, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a fantastic business, easy to market, easy to manage. You know, it's, it's a, it is a, it is a great business. And it's, and it's fun, you know? Yeah. So Chris, as as people going out on, on the vehicle to uh, clean, people's windows how many uh, staff members typically are, are like on a truck i guess yeah, typically on a truck there are two kilted technicians one is an apprentice technician the other one a lead technician the leader responsible for the day-to-day business operation the apprentice is there to learn the business to hopefully grow into their own truck of their own there's a great opportunity for technicians to really get paid based upon their performance and how they're serving customers the more they're serving customers, they're, the more they're helping the brand grow, the more opportunity there is for themselves as well. So do you have like a rating program or something for the customer to rate the employee that's cleaning? Yeah, we have, um, we have something uh, that we do after every service that is completed. We make sure we're following up, whether that's by an email survey, um, which is our NPS rating. And or we do a follow up phone call if people don't have an email account on file. And we just want to make sure that the service was to the level that we expect. Our technicians are bought in on that. The entire organization is. And we have a stellar NPS rating. I think it currently sits around 71 uh, overall, which is world class. It really is. That's great. Congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. That is super. So we covered marketing and we, we covered essentially the staffing. So is this something where people are out seven days a week or is it kind of just a a weekday business? 
Our business is typically Monday to Friday. And sometimes during our peak seasons, we do have a couple of peak seasons during the year, spring and fall cleaning. And uh, sometimes at that point, a franchise partner may open up Saturdays. Uh, but those are only for technicians that are wanting and uh, willing to work those additional days. But um, typically from a franchise owner perspective, it's a Monday to Friday business. Um, not a lot of evenings or weekends unless it's your choice. Right. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And so you guys will, I guess, Mark, you're planning on doing sort of exclusive territories for franchisees that, that buy in in the United States? Yep, yep. We do provide exclusive territories get a set of zip codes so there's not, you know, competing within the brand and, you know, allows people to really, you know, grow into their territories. Right. And, and so, so these are contiguous tech territories so they could own a, an entire market perhaps, you know, is, is that the way you're planning on doing it? Well, I wouldn't, when you say an entire market, you know, it wouldn't be Chicago. You could, you know, that would be enormous, you know? So it's, it's typically, you know, depending on, the appetite, business appetite of the franchisee could be 50,000 qualified households, 80,000 qualified households. That might end up being a few, you know, a few suburbs, mm -hmm. four or five suburbs in a, in a, you know, outside of a town. Sure. So when you're doing the, um, how the, you know, the qualified household count, uh, do you include businesses in that or the businesses are just a freebie? Yeah, no, we, we look at a lot of, specifics around it's not strictly qualified households but we do look at the entire territory they're likely or their propensity to have their windows cleaned or gutters cleaned um, you know, commercial properties in the area you know what what people are earning in those areas so we, we do look at the the territory and we try to carve out you know the appropriate territory for someone you know so it fits in their their budget what their their business goals are and you know we spend a lot of time on that is it semi-absentee, manager run, or do you want the franchisee to be involved 40 hours a week? Well, typically the franchise, particularly, you know, we're, we're a young franchisor in the United States, and we like to see the franchisee being involved. It could be, you know, there, there, there might be a franchisee that actually wants to be the tech and go out and start on the first truck and not, you know, maybe doesn't need an office. Right. And then as soon as they get their second truck or third truck, then they step back and run their business or someone could come in and want to buy a larger territory and they have a manager and they, they're ready to go with, with uh, multiple trucks. And, you know, that's a little bit bigger budget, but it really depends on, again, the, the uh, franchisees, you know, business goals. Right. And it, and it also depends on their business acumen. I mean, if so people like to bite off more than they could chew when it comes to buying franchise territories. So you gotta, you know, we gotta, be able to put somebody in that can actually handle uh, running a large area because it's, it's not easy to do that. You know, it may sound easy, but it's not easy. Yeah. You know, I say, oh, sorry, Mark. I, I just wanted to mention that I would say as it relates to the brand, the brand is quite attractive and it can, can draw people in just by its sexiness, but the real business process needs to be followed. And it's so important to get that right individual and start small. Like you said, uh, those who start small, we've seen them grow quite quickly. Those who started quite large, they're potentially biting off more than they can chew. Yeah, that, I, and I've seen that over and over in all different franchise categories. So I, I always, you know, my advice to people always is 
you know, start small, buy a single territory and grow in. You know, if you're expanding, it's going great and you love it. You could always buy more. That's not a problem. So Chris up in Canada, so the franchisees are really growing. They're doing well. Who makes a really good franchisee in your opinion at this point? Great question. I would say those franchisees that are, they have a partner along for the ride with them that are going to be working in the business. Quite often, there's got to be a yin to the yang. So if there is a partner that is really focused on the leadership of the team in the field and the customer service and the sales in the field, and then there's a business mind that is involved as well on a regular basis. Yeah. For one person to try to wear both hats, I think is it's, uh, it certainly works. We've seen it work, but it can work a lot better when you've got uh, two parts of that puzzle taken care of all with one fell swoop. Could it be a husband and wife team? Would, would that be sufficient? Some of our best uh, operators are husband and wife teams. In fact, young, young families and, um, you know, um, uh, millennials, Gen Xers. And we've even got a couple of people who have come out of retirement as they've been lured by the kilts that are husband and wife. <laughs> and they bring their business experience. They bring some capital. And in fact, that particular person that I'm referring to is one of the fastest growing franchisees at Men and Kilts of all time. Uh, wow. Because of that experience, uh, right. as well. so I think I think there's a there's a connection of both experience as well as gumption. We call it gumption working hard and taking bold initiative, and our franchise partners have got to have that in spades. When they've got it in spades, they've got a track record that shows it. They will probably do quite well. So, what do you mean by bold initiative? What what does that mean? You know, the first thing for me, in fact. Uh, Tom was to put on a kilt. <laughs> when I when I joined Men in Kilts, I had never worn a kilt before. Right. I was lured by the the brand and the stickiness of the brand, but then I found out, oh yeah, I've got to throw on a kilt. So that was boldness for me is to throw on a kilt and then go out in public. And what happened with me is I was quite blown away at the people who instantly came up to talk to you. It was the instant icebreaker. It was that friendly that Mark was referring to. I was quite introverted prior, but throwing on a kilt is kind of like throwing on Superman's cape. You can do no wrong and you're there to serve. And because of that, you know, all of my reservations were, were broken down pretty easily. And now I go in my kilt for the heck of it. I, I mow my grass in my kilt, right? So it's, it's totally okay. But that was a big thing for me, boldness of throwing on a kilt. And then secondly, Boldness to get out there and take risks. As an entrepreneur, you're coming into a franchise organization. There is a system, but you've got to push it forward. You've got to execute. So someone who's looking to be bold in the execution of the business systems is going to be a really good fit. Oh, that's, yeah, so great description. I love that. And, and I, I think that goes really in any business. You, you, you have to take initiative. You have to be bold, take risks, and do not fear failure because failure is not the end it's just the beginning of a lesson so it's um and those are great franchisees all the time so mark a question for you so do you have a kilt i i do have a kilt in fact i went out to meet chris at one of his franchise conventions and uh he had he handed me a kilt and he goes you gotta you know put this on you know, it, it, it does take a little bit to throw, put it on the first time, but I will say it is really crazy 
like you, you know, you talked about the Superman cape, all of a sudden people are chatting with you, laughing, you know, smiling and just, you know, you're engaging with so many more people. It's, it is a weird experience. Now it's a little interesting at the urinal, um, but <laughs> you gotta get, you gotta have some practice. I will say that, but, um, yeah, so I, I do have one. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. We got to, uh, we got to get some at the franchise convention in, uh, in January, that's going to be a blast. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's fun. And, and I, I definitely have my ideas on who I want uh, to wear the kilt first, but we'll, we could talk about that offline. All right. <laughs> so, Chris, any um, advice to someone thinking about buying a franchise, just in general, in, in, in your experience, uh, any advice that you could give? Yeah, I think aside from all the advice that everyone always gives, I think the, probably the biggest one is talk to the existing franchisees mm. and see what their experience is, see what they've gone through, see where the, the pitfalls may be, <clears throat> the challenges may be that they need to climb over. But you know, they're, if they're going to be starting with any, any brand uh, to really know what people before them have experienced. Uh, with the franchisor, one of the things that I've just loved about working with Mark and MadePro, meeting their their corporate team, their franchisees, they all speak so highly of the system, the integrity within the system, and the overall support structure. So I think that's one of the things that Men and Kilts does exceptionally well is they're there for the franchisee, and then obviously the franchisee's got to execute. But uh, one of the top things about uh, Men and Kilts in the U.S. and in Canada. Oh, that's really awesome. And, and I, I think that there is nothing more important than talking to franchisees and, you know, for, for people that are listening now and, and want to uh, buy a franchise, or if you're looking at a franchise, I have a sheet of 39 questions to ask franchise owners to make those calls really effective and efficient. It is the most important thing you could possibly do. So if you want a copy of that, just uh, reach out to me at Tom at the franchise uh, and I have some good tips that go with that as well. I'd be happy to send it over to you. Just let me know. So, Mark, you, you, this is kind of a new venture for you guys. Are you doing the sales right out of the Boston office with the Made Pro team? Yeah, we are. We are. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's 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 really nice uh, because you know some people you know, they may not fit with exactly you know Made Pro or the Made Pro territory is sold out, and you know we've we've got a pretty good reputation for high satisfaction and great support and great technology. And so when they hear we have a couple other brands, they're, you know, they're, they're interested as well. So, so if someone comes knocking on the door for any one of your three brands and then they find out about the other one or two, can, can they come in and buy two different brands or even three different brands for the same territory if it's open? Well, we, we haven't done that yet. I mean, I'm assuming there would be a situation. We look at everyone case by case. We don't have sort of these set protocols that I know a lot of franchisors have. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, and I expect it will. And when it does, you know, I'll speak with that person. And depending on their business history and, you know, capital investment, you know, we'll, we'll try to make a call with them. I certainly don't think they would open them all at once. You know, they'd probably have to pick one brand, get successful with it and so forth. But right. always better to focus, you know, focus yeah. on something, do it well. Yeah. yeah I, I think you're, you're onto something there for sure. But you know, there, there are people that will knock on your door that have that 
business experience that we'll be able to tackle all three at once. And when you see them, you'll know them. I'm pretty sure that'll be great. So uh, Chris, um, up there in Canada. So what, in your opinion, what is one myth about your brand that you would like to bust? What's one myth about window cleaning that you would like to bust? Well, I would say that the biggest myth, and especially when I first started, window cleaners were squeegee kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, you know, this has become a very serious business and the potential for the business is really unlimited. Everyone has a need. And, you know, the, one of the things that Men in Kilts is doing, and Mark alluded to with the friendliness of the Men in Kilts, when you call up a contractor, no matter who it seems to be, there's a little bit of rough around the edges in that process and the people showing up on time or maybe not. And this is something we hold dear at Men and Kilts is doing what we say we're going to do and really giving the customer a wow experience. So no squeegee kids when you're calling the Men and Kilts. Can't say that about every window cleaner, but that's what we're focused on at Men and Kilts is just really standing out, not just because of our kilts, but because of a great service experience. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you. So Mark, lastly, could you, uh, Give us some parting words of advice for people that are out there thinking about buying a franchise. Advice, words of wisdom. Yeah, I, you know, the one thing I'll, I would say, and I, I always say this, and that is no matter what franchise you buy, the franchise is not going to make you successful. It's going to be you. So you've got to really look in the mirror and, yeah, pick a great brand, pick a great franchise and hope, you know, but you got to do the work. If you just think you're going to sign a franchise agreement and be whisked away to success, it's not going to happen. You got to put in the effort and you got to be ready for that. And it's, and it's, it's going to be you that's going to make the franchise successful. They might help. They might make it a little easier, but you're going to do the work and you're going to fail or succeed on your own. That's, uh, you know, and coming from a franchisor, you know, it's a lot of franchisors won't say that to you. They'll say, you know, you join us, we're, we're going to make you the success. That is not how it works. Right. No, I, you know, no better words have been said around franchising. You're exactly right. Um, and and my, my analogy always is that, you know, if, if you're the kind of person that joins a gym and thinks that you're going to get in shape just because you joined the gym, don't buy a franchise. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's really, um, yeah, for sure. it, it sums it up really well. But I want to really thank you guys. If you want more information on men in kilts for the United States or for Canada, reach out to thefranchiseacademy.com and I'll put you right in touch with Mark and Chris and the teams in both those locations. Anything we could do to help, we're here. But Mark and Chris, thanks so much for uh, being on the Franchise Academy. Thank you, Tom. Hey, it's our pleasure. Hey, Tom, I've got a little joke for you. Do you know why they call it a kilt? I do not. Why do they call it a kilt? Because the last guy who called it a skirt was kilt, but I'm <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. I'm going to use it. Awesome. <laughs> hey, guys, have a great time, and we hope to see you soon. Thanks, Thanks Tom. Tom. Really appreciate it. Bye, Bye, Mark. Okay, bye-bye. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.